Hearing dark stories in a podcast is one thing, but living in darkness is quite another. If you're living with depression and trying to deal with it using alcohol, illegal drugs, or other bad influences, please pick up the phone right now and get help. 800-831-1560. Every 12 minutes, someone dies of an overdose. Every 6 minutes, from alcohol abuse. Call 800-831-1560. With the FMLA, you can even take a leave of absence from your job and still keep it. 800-831-1560. Welcome to a Weekend Archive episode of Weird Darkness. This episode originally aired back in 2016, and apparently back then, I was trying to do some kind of spooky-sounding voice, and now listening to it here three years later, it doesn't sound all that great to me, but maybe you'll enjoy it anyway. Stories and content in Weird Darkness can be disturbing for some listeners and is intended for mature audiences only. Parental discretion is strongly advised. My Haunted Life Tuesday on Weird Darkness. I'm your creator and host, Darren Marlar. This week, I have six stories to share, all of which come from our friends at MyHauntedLife2.com. We'll hear about a ghostly car in Detroit from an anonymous fan. Another anonymous submitter brings the unsettling personal story of Patient Speaks on Radio While in Surgery. Author G. Michael Vasey tells of a meeting with God. An anonymous poster submits the tale of a weird call. We also hear stories about a visitor from Vietnam and a Ouija board ghost. So sit back, turn down the lights, and come with me into the weird darkness. Back in 1992, my wife was driving to work near Detroit, Michigan. On an isolated road, in broad daylight, she came upon a car in front of her that was not moving. She slowed down and the car was engulfed in fog and completely disappeared right before her eyes. There was no side road or anywhere it could have gone. It vaporized completely. She cautiously drove through the area where the car had been and went to work. She was so shocked by the event it was several days before she could speak of it to anyone. To this day, she has no idea what went on in Detroit, Michigan. A few weeks into my college days, as I made my way from the Students' Union building to my student flat on the 19th floor of a campus building, I noticed a rather suspicious-looking character who seemed to be following me around. As I entered one of the elevators in the ground floor of the building, he followed 
peering sideways at me but looking away whenever I tried to catch his eye. As the elevator arrived at my door, I was hoping it was all just my imagination and that perhaps he would continue up to the top floor above me. But as I left the elevator, he followed, and as I reached the doorway into the group of six study bedrooms, shared kitchen and bath that was my home on campus, he was still right there, right behind me. Do you want something? I asked nervously. Gary, I want to talk to you, he said quietly. How do you know my name? I asked in surprise. Oh, I know a lot about you, he replied, and I must speak with you, now if possible. Reluctantly, I led him into my study bedroom, and he introduced himself as an Indonesian student. He practiced meditation, he said, and he had been asked by his guide to talk to me and help with some challenges that I was facing. I was rather incredulous, but convinced. How exactly did he know my name? Anantha and I actually became firm friends from that point forward. He really did know a lot about me for someone I had just met, and that seemed both mysterious and alluring. He tried to help me understand that I was a sensitive, and that this sensitivity meant that I was open to all the flotsam and jetsam of the astral world. He also told me that my uncontrolled reaction pure fear, was attracting things from that realm that I was probably better off without. He started to teach me some psychic self-defense methods that were useful, but the problem was that the smallest hint of any phenomenon, I became a total wreck, and fear possessed me completely. In order to help me overcome this deep-seated fear, he suggested that it might help if I could share a controlled experience with him. Sitting me down in a comfortable position, he asked me to close my eyes and relax. Peeking out of the corner of my eye, I watched him do likewise. Suddenly, I was with him in a stone tunnel. It seemed to go on for a great distance, and as it did so, it slowly curved around so that you could not see where the tunnel went. What I could see, though, was the brightest light I have ever seen. It filled the tunnel with golden light, but its source was always just around the bend in the tunnel so that it could not actually be seen directly. The light began to fill me with laughter. It made me feel very happy, happier than I had ever felt and happier than anyone has any right to feel. I began to laugh out loud, and as I did, tears of joy sprang from my closed eyes. As I laughed, an odd thing happened. My laughter seemed to become magnified thousands of times and to descend in pitch until I realized that this was not my laughter anymore, but someone or something else's laughter. The laughter permeated throughout my entire being so that everything was laughter and golden light, and I knew then that I was in the presence of God. When I finally came out of the trance that I had found myself in, Anantha was already sitting opposite with me with a smile on his face and a questioning look in his eyes. You see, he is always there for you, he explained. There is no need to be frightened. All you have to do 
is trust in Him. As I discovered on several occasions since then, a wonderful experience like that quickly fades just as the memory of a dream fades. At the time that it happens and shortly afterwards, it feels as if it should surely stay with you forever, but it fades just the same as consciousness returns to normality. And with its fading away, so too the newly found and almost grasped confidence went with it, and as Anantha left, I was ashamed to feel just as frightened as I had been before. Anantha did help me a lot, though. Through slow perseverance, he got me to a state that I could best describe as the toleration of fear. He was also someone that I could share my thoughts and experiences without fear of reproach or that look of horror as your confidant realizes that you might well be a total freak. Unfortunately, he left the college at the end of my first year, returning to Indonesia, and I never heard from him again. A friend once told me a story about a college professor of his brother's who was a Nam veteran. He explained that in a particular part of that godforsaken country, no man would enter. Well, a few of the soldiers did, and they saw a creature there which to this day they cannot describe. The creature was about ten yards away from the patrol, and in the blink of an eye it was suddenly right in front of them then suddenly standing behind them. After they returned home, this creature showed up at the professor's home in Maryland. It would physically make marks on his body and his wife's body. He contacted an old friend from the war who lived up in Canada, and he said it had visited his family too. Apparently, all but one of the patrol have been visited by this creature. My biggest issue when it comes to losing weight is I have no discipline. None. If I get a craving for something, I can't help myself. I have to satisfy the craving. But I'm trying something new now. No food after 6 p.m. Easier said than done, right? Well, that's my junk food monster time. Your time for daily cravings might be different. Well, fortunately, I found this CBD oral spray, and it has been a big help, at least to me. Whenever I get this unhealthy food craving in the evening, I can keep it at bay with a few sprays of this product under my tongue. It's a salted caramel taste, too, which kind of takes care of the uh, sweet tooth at the same time. So the craving to eat is gone, uh, the sweet tooth is gone, calories, none. If you need a little help battling back the craving monsters yourself, well, you can find a direct link to this CTFO weight loss oral spray on the sponsors page at WeirdDarkness.com. I owed the IRS $10,000. I owed the IRS $20,000. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. If you received a letter from the IRS or have not filed your tax returns, don't try to fight the IRS alone. We couldn't sleep. We owed too much. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is powerful. They can garnish your wages and take your property. 
Call Good Friend Group Tax Relief Experts. Our agents can help you resolve your tax debt, usually for much less than you owe. We were being audited. I called and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Call Good Friend Group Tax Relief Experts. 800-323-8441. Together, we can get the IRS off your back and reduce or eliminate your tax problem once and for all. Call Good Friend Group Tax Relief Experts. Your good friends for tax relief. 800-323-8441. 800-323-8441. You've heard me talking about my pillow for a while now. Well, I bought a memory foam mattress a few years ago, thinking that it would be more comfortable for me, and it was for a while, but if I'm in bed for too long, it really hurts my back, to the point that I can barely walk the next morning. I was to the point I had to sleep in shifts just to give my back a rest. But somehow, and I'm not sure why, but placing the MyPillow mattress topper on top of the memory foam has completely eliminated my backaches. I wake up with zero pain now, and that is the best way to start the day. But if you've never tried any of the MyPillow products, now is the perfect time to investigate because they're offering four pillows at once, two premium and two go-anywhere pillows all together for one low price. And you can get free shipping if you use the promo code WEIRD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special, and enter promo code WEIRD for free shipping. was listening to a call-in talk show on the radio while driving in Los Angeles. The announcer came back from a break to speak with his next caller. To my surprise, it was my great-aunt calling in. She would not give the announcer her name but said, for those in your listening audience who know me, they will recognize me by this song, and began to sing an old tune she used to sing to me as a child. I thought I was asleep at the wheel. She went on to say that she was in the hospital having an operation. I haven't told many people and even my family, but they were doing this surgery because they thought I had cancer. They have just found out I don't. The next day, I called my mother to tell her what I had heard on the radio. She quizzed me at length about the actual time I heard my great-aunt say she did not have cancer. My mother had been at the hospital with my aunt, and at the time I heard her sing and then talk on the radio, she was still in surgery. At the time of the broadcast, the doctors had not even come out of the operating room to tell my mother that my aunt did not have cancer. Ever since that experience, I have believed in the paranormal and the great beyond. My mother's friend's family lived in a house that was in one of the oldest recorded towns in Texas. My friend's mother, who lived there, had seen a ghost of a Civil War soldier appear there several times. He would just appear and stare at her and then disappear. My mom and her friend played with a Ouija board in that house, and my mom said that furniture in the room started shaking it had made a lot of noise, and also drawers and some pieces of furniture started coming in and out. 
that is all she said happened, but she was sure it was provoked by a ghost since it happened when they were playing with the Ouija board. Just over a week ago, I was lying in bed, relaxing and trying to fall asleep. I had just turned off the TV and I was about to turn over and try to get some sleep, but my cell phone that I had turned off and put on the charger suddenly started vibrating. I decided to ignore it, but it turned on and started ringing. I didn't recognize the number at all, so I picked it up and said, hello. There was nothing but static on the other end of the phone, and then the call was ended. I tried to call it back, but it said it was out of service. Do you have a dark tale to tell? Fact or fiction? Share your own story at WeirdDarkness.com. We might use it on a future episode. All stories in this episode were submitted anonymously, except for A Meeting with God, which was written by G. Michael Vasey from the book My Haunted Life. You can find links to all of these stories or the authors in this show's description. Stories used on My Haunted Life Tuesdays can be found at MyHauntedLife2.com. The audiobook, Caught in the Web by Jason R. Davis, is on the audiobooks page at WeirdDarkness.com. Music by Shadows Symphony. Find more episodes, join our Facebook group, and email us directly at WeirdDarkness.com. I'm your creator and host, Darren Marlar. Thanks for joining me in the Weird Darkness.